0: And so, um, for the next couple of weeks, I'm actually going to be talking about neighboring. Can you look to your neighbor and say neighboring? Look to your neighbor and say that's right, neighboring. That's right, neighboring. We're talking about neighboring, Bennett. And so, um, we're excited. We're going to be talking about neighboring. And so, um, I'm going to kind of take a little bit, a little bit of a little bit of a different angle uh, on it. And uh, why don't you turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter eight? Um, starting in verse 16 through 18. I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version. And we're going to start again in Luke chapter 8, starting in verse 16, going through verse 18. It says this. It says, no one, and and Jesus here is talking to um, his disciples, He says, no one. Look to your neighbor and say, no one. Now say someone. No, no, no. Say no one. No one. No one means nobody. Nobody. No one. Nobody. When he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel, or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand, that those who enter may see the light. That's interesting. Look at the next verse. It says, For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be made known and come to light. That almost doesn't seem like it goes with the first verse, does it? Like, the first verse kind of seems like its its own statement. The second verse kind of seems like it's another statement. And then the third verse, it's almost like three disjointed verses here Where Jesus is talking, it's almost like you're talking. It's almost like someone's talking, and like when you're talking to your kid, and they're like, you know, talking about all. It's just like all over the place. It's almost like that. It's like, it's like no one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear he's talking about light, he's talking about things being revealed, and then he's talking about hearing. Again, these seem like three totally different disjointed verses. Jesus is talking to the crowd, but uh, take heed how you hear. For whoever has to him, more will be given and whoever does not have even what he seems to have will be taken from him. Weird, huh? Three verses kind of disjointed. But there's a there's there's a thread that goes through all through all through all through all three of them. No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel, or puts it under a bowl, but he sets it on a lampstand, that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore, Take heed, how you hear for whoever has to him more will be given, and whoever does not have even what he has, even what seems to, to uh, even what he seems to have will be taken from him. God, please speak to us through your word this morning, God, please have it come alive, please have us just ingest it, God please just 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 just. If you don't do this, if you don't minister to people um, because of me, just minister to them in spite of me. Father, I just pray that you will do your work in your holy name. Amen. Luke chapter 8, verses 16 through 18. So here's Jesus, and I'm going to give you a little bit of context. So here's Jesus. He's, again, he's talking to the crowds. He is... You can see from, uh, from other passages of Scripture that he's actually talking. This is during his Sermon on the Mount. Actually, if you look from in the Gospel of Matthew, you can see that this is during his Sermon on the Mount. He's, he is um, on the Mount of Olives. He is sitting. I just kind of imagine this with me, about 2,500 feet above sea level. In the distance is the city of Sephed. Kind of imagine that with me. Kind of this panoramic view, this beautiful View of the countryside. He sees the Mount of Olives. He sees the city in the distance. Are you are you, are you, are you seeing this with me? He sees the city in the in the distance. And as he's talking, he's kind of pointing things out. And he's talking about um, uh, he's talking about uh, a light. And he's talking about um, he's teaching. And maybe he's pointing to the city. And often Jesus was often Jesus, what Jesus would do is he would speak in parables to the crowd and. Actually, in Luke chapter 8, just earlier in verse 10, he says that he speaks in parables because these are hidden truths and mysteries of the kingdom. That sounds cool, doesn't it? Mysteries of the kingdom and hidden truths. I like to be part of mysteries and hidden truths. And so here he is on the Mount of Olives, talking to the crowds, the city in the distance, and he's talking to them in parables and hidden truths and mysteries of the kingdom. And he says, No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but he sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. So he talks about a couple of different things here. He talks about a lampstand, and he also talks about a lamp, and he also talks about a light. He talks about a lampstand, and he talks about a light. Can you look to your neighbor and say, Lampstand? Lampstand. Now look to your neighbor and say, Light. Lampstand? Light. Lampstand and light. Um, I actually did a little bit of research, and there aren't too many places in Scripture where lampstands are mentioned. Um, But, the first time a lampstand is mentioned is actually found all the way back in Exodus chapter 25. And... uh, essentially, what's in Exodus chapter 25, um, what it's talking about is it's talking about the lampstand that was to be in the tabernacle. Have you guys heard about the lampstand in the tabernacle? And it said that the lampstand had to be hammered out of precious gold, out of precious metal. It had to be fashioned as a tree with a base and a center representing the trunk. And it had three branches on each side. So there was actually three branches on one side, three branches on another side. It was made out of gold. And then one branch in the middle, and um, the lampstand was placed in the tabernacle. It was it, it was placed in the holy place. It was cared for by Aaron and his sons, and the light on the lampstand was never to be was never to burn out. It was supposed to be lit both day and night. Now, some people have speculated that the seven branches on the lampstand are to are, are are supposed to represent the seven days that it took for creation for the six days and the seventh day he rested um but other people have said that and in fact even, even today in, in the jewish community have you heard of the menorah like that's what the menorah is so in the jewish community the menorah and so in the jewish community uh even today what they what the what the seven branches represent are seven different feasts of the jewish people i don't know if you guys know that so when they when when they light each one of the candles it represents seven different feasts. So you got three on one side, three on the other side, and one in the middle. And and so I, I, and so, what they would do is they would light each of the candles, and it would represent the feast. They even do this today. So the feasts, these are the seven different feasts that that it represents. And again, lampstand. Jesus is talking about a lampstand here. Lampstands are also found in Exodus ch- chapter twenty-five, which is talking about the lampstand. What that was in the tabernacle, but the But the lampstand in Exodus chapter 25, many believe, represents the seven feasts. And so the first feast was the feast of the Passover. The second feast that they celebrated was the feast of unleavened bread. The third feast that they celebrated was the feast of first first fruits. Then they celebrated Pentecost, was the fourth one. The fifth one was the feast of trumpets. The sixth one was the feast of atonement. And the seventh, and, and the And the seventh one was the Feast of the Tabernacle. And so each one of these feasts and the lampstand were to be um, something that pointed others to Jesus. And so I say all of that to say that when we look at this first verse here, it says no one when he he has lit a lamp covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light i say all of that to say that the lamp is is supposed to be our lives and our lives are supposed to be something that point others to jesus from the very beginning of time we can see that the lampstand was something that pointed others to jesus that was a representation of something that pointed others to jesus and so i wonder if i ask myself is my life something that is is something that is pointing others to jesus or is my life something that is not pointing others to Jesus? When someone looks at you, are they able to tell that you're a Christian? Or when someone looks at you, do they look at you and they think, "Oh, I, I you know, that, that's, the, you know, you know, Casey's a nice person, or Joe's a nice guy." Like, like, is my life something that is supposed? Is my life something that is shining my light for Jesus? Or am I some? Am am I not shining bright? The lamp in is our lives, and the light is something that. That, that, that God uses to point others to Jesus. So how does God light the lamp in your life? Maybe some of you are here this morning, and you feel like you're just a menorah and your your lights are not lit. Anyone ever feel like that before? Like you're just sitting there and if the lights are off, you can't tell. If the lights are on, you can't tell. Your, your menorah is not lit. Like, like you are not pointing others to Jesus. You're, you're just doing your own thing. You're sitting in the corner. You're just kind of ignoring like, like, how does God light the lamp in your life? Well, I think we can look at Scripture and we can see that He does it in a couple different ways. First of all, God lights the lamp in your life by, if you look at um, um, Psalms chapter 119, verse 105, He lights it through His Word. Amen? In fact, in Psalms 119, it says, Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Did you know that God's Word is living and active and powerful? Did you know that when you read it, it can change you, it can transform you from the inside out? Did you know that when it gets in you, it can, it, 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 it can set a fire inside of your heart? Will, like when you read it and you, and, and you study it and you, and you look at it and it's like, like, oh my goodness, it has come alive when I go and I read this. Like you read a passage of scripture one time and, and it, it, it ministers to you and you read it again and it can minister to you in a new and exciting way and you read it again and it can minister to you. Like God lights the lamp in your life through His Word, Amen. Like you're not gonna, it's not gonna be lit through reading Time Magazine. It's not gonna be lit through reading uh, soap opera Digest. It's not gonna be lit. I don't even. Is that even something? I don't. I don't. Know, I don't know. Whatever. It's not gonna be lit through through reading through reading uh, the best novel by uh, I don't know. I don't even. I don't even read any books. What? It's not gonna be lit through. But but your your life is going to be lit through getting in God's word and letting him minister to you and speak to you and transform your life from the inside out his, his word is like a mighty hammer it says in scripture that bashes the rocks to pieces his word is like it's like a mighty sword that slashes things and opens things and, 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 and makes you come alive he lights your lamp through his word you might be here this morning feel like i'm just feel like my norm, my menor- my lamp My lamp is not lit. And my question for you is, when was the last time you got into God's word? When was the last time you got into it and let him speak to you and minister to you? Sometimes I just open up the word and say, God, just speak to me. Just speak to me. Just speak to me. And it's amazing how God speaks to me every time I go to his word and I ask him for that. Is your lamp not lit? He'll light it through his word and he promises that in scripture. For your word is is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He lights it through his word. He also lights it through following Jesus. Amen? Through his spirit. In fact, in John chapter 8, he says this. He He said he spoke again to them and he said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. When you follow Jesus, when you follow the light, you illuminate. He lights the lamp in your life through his word. He, lamp, he, lights, he lamps the light. He, he lights the lamp of your life through following Jesus. When we follow him, when we walk with him, he lights us up. He changes us from the inside out. When God works in us, we end up pointing other people to Jesus. Now, some, some of us here this morning, man, our lamp is not lit because we're not following Jesus. We're following everything else. We're following opinion. Some of us might be following fear. Some of us might be following, I don't know, whatever. he lights our lamp through his word and through following Jesus and through his spirit. And I'm thankful this morning for God's word and I'm thankful this morning that I can follow Jesus and I'm thankful this morning that I can have a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and I'm thankful this morning that I do not have to live in darkness but that I can live in glorious light. Are you thankful for that this morning as well? Amen? Praise the Lord. So so, so th- this is kind of like the first verse. So he's talking to the crowds, and he's telling them, like, hey, hey, hey! listen, no one, no one, when he has lit a lamp, he covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but he sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. In fact, in Matthew chapter 5, it says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. No one, when he has little lamp, covers it, covers it with a vessel and puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. For nothing, in, for nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Sometimes I think we experience God's power, and we experience his transforming light in our life, and we say No no no. Shh hold on. We don't want anyone to know about it. We don't want anyone to I I, I don't I don't want to. If someone may, if they, if they, if they, if they might ask me about the light, I might, I might say something. But other than that, I, I, I don't want anyone to know. It's like, it's like one time I had a planters ward on my foot, and I was playing basketball, and I didn't want anyone to know that I could barely run, so I tried to. Disguise it. Sometimes we think God's like a planter's ward on our foot. <laughs> but listen, there are no top secret agent Christians. There are no undercover Christians. There's 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 no hiding in the darkness as Christians. There there, there are people that, that might think that they can sneak from Sunday to Sunday, and I am just gonna come on Sunday and wear a smile and you know. Wear something nice. I'm going to, I'm going to, but, but other than that, I'm going to eke from, eke, me, me, me. I'm just here, there, but shh. They hide in the shadows and try to eke their way by. But light does a couple of different things. Like if you have the light of, of Christ in your life, light exposes the darkness. So even if you're trying to hide, you are exposing the darkness. And, and sometimes that can be good. And, I mean, it, so, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it can be bad for the person that you're exposing the darkness to. In fact, in John chapter 3, it says that the, like, people that live in darkness don't like the light because it exposes what they do in the darkness. Like, like, so, 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 so sometimes it, 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 it's easy to follow Christ because you're excited and you're around other people that have light. And when light is with light, like, like, like it's okay. But when light is with darkness and you expose the darkness, people get upset when darkness is exposed with the light. It's not easy to follow Christ sometimes. In fact, sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes you, you feel like you're doing the right thing and there's this conflict. Light exposes the darkness, but also light reveals the truth. You know, we were just up in Ludington uh, this last week and we, were, we went out to one of those lighthouses and we were walking around the lighthouse and, you know, here's this lighthouse. But, 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 but the lighthouse... Uh, expose, like, it, it shows where it's okay for the ships to go. Like, light reveals the truth. It exposes the darkness, but it also reveals the truth. And, and, and listen, there's going to be a day when all of us have to stand before the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, it says this. It says, for we are all God's fellow workers. We are God's field, and you are God's building. And then in verse 13, it says, each one's work will become... Clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire, and fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. There's nothing that is unseen by the Heavenly Father. There's nothing that's unseen by the Heavenly Father. I think sometimes we think we can go from like we can go and we can Do we have any posers? No one? Okay. We can go and we can just put on the face. You know what I'm talking about? Like, we can just, we can look good. We can just smile. We, but nothing that is unseen, there is nothing that is unseen by the Heavenly Father. Listen, don't hide your light. Don't hide Your light. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. May glorify your Father in heaven. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known or come to light. And when people look at us, they are supposed to get a crystal clear picture of who Jesus is. God has called us to shine our light. We are we are to be that. We are to be in the world, but not of the world. I, I love what it says in First Peter chapter two. It says, "But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness." and into his marvelous light. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may whisper. No, that, that you may talk about in secret. No, that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He doesn't say whisper. He doesn't say talk quietly, but that you may proclaim. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Then he says in verse 18, therefore take heed how you hear. How you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and whoever does not have, even what he has, seems to have even what he, what he seems to have will be taken from him be careful how you hear it seems kind of interesting actually the worship team can come back up it seems kind of interesting be careful how you hear it like it seems like so in the first verse he's talking about light and he's talking about a lampstand then he's talking about um, things that are hidden and then he talks about taking heed how we hear how we hear therefore take heed how you hear and, you know I actually went back and I looked at the whole passage of scripture you know, sometimes you can read a passage and you can kind of sparse it out and you can, you, I don't know, you can read a verse and you kind of take it on its own. I'm like, I wonder why he's talking about hearing. I wonder why he's talking about hearing here. And what I found out as I, as I looked through the whole passage is that the whole passage from, from the par- parable before, even after, Jesus was talking about hearing with his disciples. In fact, in, in verse 8, he says, he who, so he's talking about parables, and he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And then down in verse 21, so this is kind of sandwiches the sin, he says, my mother and brothers are the ones who hear, hear my word of God and do it. He's talking about hearing all the way through. So therefore, take heed how you hear. He, he tells this parable in fact uh, just earlier in, in Luke chapter 8 where he talks about a sower who went out to sow his seed and in describing the parable this is what he says in verse 11 he says now the parable is this the seed is the word of God those by the wayside are the ones who hear then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts lest they should believe and be saved but the ones on the rock are the ones who when they here, receive the word with joy and these, are, and these have no root who, who believe for a while and time of temptation fall away now the ones who fell among the thorns are the ones who have heard go out and are choked with cares riches and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity but the ones who fell on the good ground are those having heard the word with noble and good heart keep it bear fruit with patience When I was reading this it occurred to me that you know it's 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 one thing to to hear the word of God It's one thing to let him minister to us it's one thing to um, to hear it but it's it's another thing altogether to receive it with a good heart to keep it and to bear fruit and patience. Are we pointing others to Jesus? Are we illuminating the room. Are we hearing the word of God? Or are we hearing it and are we doing what it says? Because as he says, listen, no one, no one lights a lamp puts it under a basket no one lights a lamp and hides it under a table how are we illuminating those around us are we in his word are we following jesus are we following his spirit or are we merely hearing putting our lampstand under the basket. Would you guys stand with me this morning?